0: Welcome to episode 158 of the Proper Mental Podcast and I've got a very special episode for you this week if I do say so myself because my guest is Ro Bevan who is a founder and a trustee for Christmas for Cams which is a registered charity who provides special Christmas gifts every year for children and young people who are inpatients in child and adolescent mental health wards across the UK over Christmas and Ro got this charity started after working on Cams wards at Christmas and noticing a huge disparity in the way that these units were treated over the festive period compared to other NHS services for children and young people. And now Christmas for Cams aim to make children and young people who are inpatients over Christmas feel thought about, special and included. And in this episode, I chat to Ro about how the charity came to be and the wonderful work that they're doing. We chat about where the idea came from how it got started. We talk about the logistics of organising and delivering gifts all over the UK. We talk about the amazing volunteers that make all this happen. And we talk about why there's a need for it and the realities of being a young person on a mental health ward at Christmas. And I really love this episode. It's kind of made me do a lot of thinking since I spoke to Ro. You know, Christmas is such a strange time. And the idea that these young people, because Christmas is all about young people, right? The idea that these young people could be on wards over Christmas, they're not able to go home, they might not have homes to go to, they might not be allowed to go home, they might just be too far away. The reality of child and adolescent mental health wards is sometimes they're hundreds of miles away from where their families are. And the idea that these young people could be in hospital over Christmas and not get anything for Christmas or not have Christmas happening on the ward around them is really sad, you know? I'm so, so lucky. I'll be spending Christmas with my wife and kids My kids are young It's still very special for them We're going to have our Christmas dinner They'll get some nice presents And we just take all that for granted I think And yeah what Ro and the team do is just absolutely incredible to hear all about it to hear why it's necessary yeah it was a mixture of uh, I suppose it made me feel a bit sad and it made me feel very inspired and it's normally at this part of the intro where I ask you to go and support the Patreon but I'm not going to this episode isn't up on Patreon it'd be a really mean thing to do to interview someone from a charity and then put it behind a paywall right so this one is available everywhere for everyone and it would be great if you could go and check out Christmas for Cam's and see how you could help them out there's links in the episode notes to all the social media there's links for the website there's also links for their Just Giving page so go and have a look if you're not able to support financially head over to the socials and do a bit of sharing share some stuff about you'd be amazed how much difference that makes give them a follow pick a post and just share it on your social media and something like that could make a huge difference to a charity you know just spreading the word half the battle for these organisations is just letting people know that they're out there, letting people know what they're up to. So anything we can do at all to spread the word, I think would be hugely appreciated. And that's it, I suppose. That's everything you need to know. This is episode 158 of The Proper Mental Podcast with Rob Evan from Christmas for Cams. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy.
1: That's that a different
0: thing. I'm old school. Me, I say that's not a podcast. Yeah. Also, making radio shows and then re-releasing them on podcast apps. Also, not a podcast in my opinion. But there you go. That's a yeah. That's a radio show like that. You can then listen back to. That's catch up. That's not podcasting. But there you go. That's the beauty. It can look like whatever yeah. people want it to want it yeah. to look like, right? Yeah. Okay, mate. I'll give you a little uh, introduction, and we'll just go go straight cool. into it. Cool. So here we are with another episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. And my guest this week is Rob Bevan. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, hey, good to good to be here.
0: Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm so excited to kind of explore um everything you're doing. We were just talking a little bit before we pressed record about how busy this time of year is, is for you mm-hmm. guys. Obviously being a, a Christmas charity. So I really appreciate you um you squeezing me in, mate, when you've got other stuff to be getting to be getting on. Um oh, thanks so much. Oh mate, let's Let's go straight into it. What is Christmas for Cams? What is it that you guys do?
1: Uh, so we're a charity and we, in, in a nutshell, we send Christmas presents to children and young people who are in mental health hospitals. Um, that makes it sound very simple. There is, We're realising a lot more to it than that. Um, Shall I tell you why, why? <laughs> how, how we got here?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's do that. Let's let's uh, let's let's start. What's your background then, Ro? Where did how did you come to this?
1: Uh, so I'm I'm a doctor, um, and I worked in pediatrics. I worked in children's hospitals and children's wards for a few years, and uh, I was I was working in children's hospitals over Christmases for a few years, and um, there were lots of uh, you know decorations, Christmas trees. Loads and loads of presents donated by lovely people, um, by companies, by charities. You know, so much donated, so much sort of good hearted generosity for children in hospital at Christmas. Um, and then I shifted my work a little bit to work in mental health. And I worked in an adolescent mental health inpatient ward. um again at Christmas time and sort of went, okay, cool. Where where's the where are the donations? Where where are the presents? Um and the people who'd been working there for 20 years looked at me like I had just said the most ridiculous thing of and just sort of, what do you mean? That that's not a thing. That doesn't happen. That that's never happened. Why would anybody send stuff here? They don't know that we exist. and I, I just felt like, well, hang on a minute, all of these lovely people giving things to children in hospital, they are not giving things to all of the children in hospital. They are giving things to these children in the hospital and not those children in hospital. Um, so I got, got a bit miffed um, at the sort of unfairness of that. Um, wrote a post on the internet sort of saying, this is unfair. Uh, what's going on? world why are we why are we focusing on some children and young people in hospital and not others and uh it struck a chord um and that chord became a charity uh which which was absolutely never the intention so we we do joke about having founded a charity by accident (laughs) um which i think is is not a very common route to setting up a charity but i guess it's it's one of those kind of identify something that needs doing and go, oh well somebody better do it. Oh, right, that's us. Cool. Um and and I absolutely didn't do that single-handedly. It was because of the people responding to my little grumble on the internet that said, how how do we do something that made me think, oh, this this actually is something that that we as a as a collective group of people could do something about. Um, yeah. So oh, here please. we are 8 years later um and now we're a national charity that sends gifts to every single child and young person in a mental health hospital in the UK. Um please. And yeah like I say it, it's it's a lot more than just the gifts. Um we now hear from from young people who've had our gifts a few years ago and and have left hospital and are less young now, um, telling us what the gift meant to them. And we hear from staff who say it totally changes the atmosphere on the wards, and just to kind of know that that people across the country are thinking about the young people makes a huge difference to them. And it's it's not it's not the gift itself, it's not the here have a teddy bear or here have a colouring book, it's the it's the love that is sent with it.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, that should be the essence of Christmas before it yeah. became this like capitalist spend fest, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. is uh, exactly. is all about. Uh, to, what jumped out to me uh, there when you were talking about the stories, when you described the difference between the, like the, the physically ill children say, and the, mm-hmm. the I don't, I don't want to say mentally ill children and the children on the mental health wards. Yeah. Um, the uh, f- When you described it, that was like, it was quite shocking to me. And then I thought, mm-hmm i've never thought about this i have a mental health podcast and i've never thought about that so of course no one else has thought about it right? and then it's one of those things as soon as you think about it it makes so much sense but it's almost representative of the the wider picture of mental illness and and you know yeah it's like almost forgotten about right so even in the awareness campaigns and all the rest of it it is mental illness it is the more challenging parts of the conversation that people go oh we're not quite ready to have them yet
1: yeah yeah people don't want to think about it people you know Thinking about a poorly child in hospital with a broken leg is sad, especially over Christmas, but thinking about a child in hospital with something that maybe feels a little bit less fixable is, or maybe feels like an illness that adults have or feels like an illness that people don't know what to do with or what to say or how to talk about it. That that sort of feels too
0: sad or too difficult to think about yeah and uh, you know if uh grown-ups or adults find it hard to talk about these things and even medical professionals find it hard to talk mm. about these things like how's a child going to feel about themselves right i always yeah. think that like the if you know if we're aware of stigma as as, as adults and, and people who kind of understand this stuff that then to a child these are big scary words that come with a diagnosis and you're at the start of your life mm. and thinking about oh this is me now right it's like it's um yeah it's it's like it just adds a, a different element of thinking about and sadness to the to the whole thing so how yeah when it comes to like setting up a charity by accident that yeah. first first year for you guys where you're just kind of it sounds like you were just like you know identified this need and was just reacting to to trying to yeah. do something about it how did that first year look like how did you go about even getting started
1: the first year was just various individuals sending gifts to different places and a couple of people kind of found lists of like here's a website with the child and adolescent mental health services which is abbreviated to CAMS, hospitals um, and somebody else said oh look here's a map of them and you know sort of sharing those together and and you know that kind of spread and different people did different things and then after Christmas, I I heard from someone who said, oh yeah, we we sent some gifts from, from our company. We sent these and we sent them to this place. And it happened to be a hospital that I had worked at previously and I knew had absolutely no child and adolescent mental health services at all. Um, and they'd sent it to a hospital within that organisation that didn't even have children on site at all. And, and so there was a kind of, hmm, okay, if... If we're just saying, lovely people of the public, send some gifts, there needs to perhaps be a little bit more guidance so that gifts reach where people are hoping they will reach.
0: Yeah, then someone in the middle, right, to kind of like direct the flow of traffic. Yeah, I yeah think that's, exactly. Yeah, sometimes the thing with charities, particularly around Christmas, I always think that um, you know, we all say Christmas is giving and all that sort of stuff. And then we become very, very self-centered. So you know, we're mm-hmm. all sat around having our Christmas dinner and no one's really thinking about what's going on in the in the wider world. Yeah. And it's very, very easy to kind of like give something to charity and then be like, Oh, I've done me a bit. You know, like mm-hmm. oh, I've just given this thing. And then yeah. you know, and that, yeah, clearly, if there's not someone in the middle directing the thing, then uh, yeah. yeah, we don't even know where that thing's where that thing's going. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very much yeah. so.
0: So how like so now you say eight years that
1: this has been going uh yeah I mean including uh yeah including that first year that was sort of a few people are sending things to different places um and sort of figuring this out together um yeah after that we then sort of set up a uh, I don't think it was GoFundMe but it, it was one of those sort of anybody can set up a fundraising thing online um and just bought gifts online to send to hospitals and we stopped when we ran out of money. So we sent them to, you know, a few hospitals, uh, each year for, for the first few years. I think we reached about 40 hospitals by the second or third year of doing that. Um, and, and now we reach all of them.
0: Yeah. How many is that? Do you know that number? I know that's, that's putting you um, on the spot there, Robert. No,
1: No, I, I can tell you that last weekend we packed up 95 boxes. Um, that doesn't quite equate to 95 hospitals because some hospitals have got multiple wards and so are getting a box per ward. Some hospitals are getting one big box that they are dividing out between their wards. Um, so yeah, it's, the number of hospitals is somewhere in the high eighties.
0: Wow. That's incredible. And is, do you have to start, um, is it one of those things where I'm guessing like the planning and the logistics starts yeah. well before Christmas, but it's hard yeah. being a Christmas charity because if you've got to approach people like really early and they're like, we're not ready to think about Christmas yet. What what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> when does it all like start? What time of the year do you guys start kind of getting organized?
1: We, we had an interesting discussion about that this year. Um, Sort of thinking. Well, wh- when is the best time to ask the hospitals what they want? And and there was a point where I was saying, mm, no, I think not yet. And then actually, hospitals were contacting us, saying, "Hello, you sent us gifts last year. Are you going to do that again this year, please?" Um, and that was the very organised hospitals in sort of early October. So, yeah, sort of October time we start thinking about it, and it, it's going to vary from hospital to hospital. Some hospitals have got children that stayed there for quite a long time some will have shorter stay patients and so if we ask them too far in advance there will be a bit sort of well we don't know who we're going to have here at that point um, and that's fine because we can still send some gifts that are likely to go down well with the young people that they usually have on that board um but we do if if we can try and send gifts for specific young people if that is requested
0: right yeah and do you so is it because it gets to the you know the bat phone rings it's time to get organized for christmas and then is it a case of um you know lots of online shopping and getting everything into one place is that how it works
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly it's it's all about the spreadsheets um so every hospital fills in a form where we ask them kind of how many gifts do they want and would they like this type or this type or that type or that type um and what kind of gift would they like to share amongst the young people so that every young person gets a gift to keep so it's theirs, um, but every ward gets something to do together, like a jigsaw puzzle or a board game, that kind of thing. Um, and we also send extra gifts for young people who might not be getting anything from anywhere else, you know, people with a, without family who might be in a foster care system or asylum seekers or that kind of thing, who, who are more likely to have need of a mental health hospital Stay. Um, so yeah, we we gather up all of that information. Um, we fundraise throughout the year, but primarily around Christmas time. Um, and then we buy stuff in bulk for as as good value as we can get it. Sometimes with charity discounts. Um, we yeah. So the the buying happens kind of throughout October and November, um, and then in late November or early December. Uh, We get together in Bath uh, in a church hall, not that we are remotely religious, but church halls are great places um, that uh, charge very little for hire to charities, Um, and we get together with about 50 volunteers over, and we do three shifts a day on a Saturday and Sunday, and we start off with a hall full of boxes of stuff, and we end up with a hall full of Different boxes of stuff because it's now been parcelled into ninety-five boxes covered in Christmas tape, um, and with uh, homemade cards in, and with uh, homemade paper chains and paper chains to colour in, and activities and decorations, as well as all the gifts. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, it's it's a full-on weekend, but we are so grateful that that we have. Yeah, we have we have fifty people coming and just saying, "Yeah, I'll join in." What do, you yeah. do you to, I carry? Some boxes? Shall I? Shall I count up the number of sensory toys that we've got?
0: Shall I? Yeah. yeah, that's like, and like, what a nice way to get into the Christmas spirit for the volunteers, yes. right? To yes, all come absolutely. together. Um, I mean, like, one of the Christmas can be such a hard time for everybody, and such a big factor yeah. of that is like loneliness, right? If you yeah. if you're lonely at Christmas, it's like loneliness times a million, right? And yeah. to have this, to be able to come together. Um, And just do something nice and be together. That's like, that's, yeah, that's just, um, that's just, oh, it just sounds really like, um, really lovely. Something else that sounded really lovely when you're talking then is this idea that you're communicating with the hospitals to find out what they need. Because I think there is also this other thing and I'm going to sound like I'm like hammering on charity here and I'm really not. But it would be very, very easy to buy a load of stuff and hand it over and then go, cool, you know, that's Christmas sorted. And it's like, well, if it's not fit for purpose, you might as well not bother because it's just a waste, right? Um, So the idea that um, people are getting things that are genuinely going to be um, needed and loved and received is just, is just beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I won't lie though, there was a bit of trial and error around that. And, you know, in those first couple of years when we were sort of figuring out kind of, can, can we make something work here, what, what do we do? Um, you know, sometimes we did hear back from hospitals of, thanks so much for the gifts, they were a bit young for the teenagers that we've got, or this this kind of gift didn't go down that well, or actually we can't have those in this in this ward. Um, and actually different wards have got different rules about what they'll have and and not have um and we're we're really careful with it um you know we're we're very safety conscious and I think the fact that we've been doing this for a good few years now means that the hospitals know that what they get from us is stuff that they can use and it's stuff that they've asked for um. And and that's not to say that we discourage anyone else from giving to their local campus hospital um, on our website. We've got a map of where they all are. Um, and we've got a list of these are good things to give, these are not good things to give. And you know, some of those are gonna be really obvious, sort of don't send knives to a hospital. Um, but some of them are really not obvious. Um yeah. So we we have really learnt a lot from from the staff at the hospitals who are, you know, ridiculously busy and have a million and one things to do, but they've taken their time to kind of email us and say, can we have more of these things and please don't send us that.
0: Yeah, that's how we learn, right? By kind of, yeah. you know, figuring it out, and especially when you start a charity by yeah. accident. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah. uh,
0: that's, that's how we learn. But again, there's something really beautiful and important. To that, because that's where we do learn the most important lessons, and how how can we help people? It takes a while to like figure out how how that help can be, because ultimately, we if you're trying to help, it takes a little while to get the perspective of the people that are receiving that help, right? And that yeah. takes a little bit of yeah. um, tweaking and 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 looking over and and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we we don't have any contact with the children and young people that receive our gifts, and we've we've never expected to, you know. None of us work in CAMS units anymore. I, I haven't done for a few years, um, so we do have to kind of go on what staff tell us, and uh, sometimes we do have some feedback from young people. We have we have a little uh, thing that they can write down ideas for us if they'd like to, um, which which is always fun to read and and nice to kind of get their thoughts about what they'd like. Uh, And sometimes it's things that we can't do. You know, they they might like an Xbox on their ward, but that that is not where our funding stretches to, unfortunately. Um, And and like I said, sometimes we're now hearing from people who were in hospital a few years ago and have, yeah, stumbled across us online or sort of for whatever reason thought, they got given that colouring book a few years ago. That was so lovely. Who was it from again? And they've sort of found us on Instagram and sent us a message or something.
0: Yeah that kind of makes it all all worthwhile yeah. right yeah that's yeah. Very yeah, what um yeah. i suppose for people who um who don't know and i know it's different from ward to ward but what sort of age group are we are we talking about generally
1: the vast majority are teenagers but the and we we ask every ward what age group they've got kind of at the moment um the youngest that we had uh that we were sending to last week was 5 um but yeah there's there's not many units that are specifically for younger children I I always keep them specifically in mind because uh we do have some gifts for younger children that have to make sure not to put in the boxes for hospitals that are just teenagers um so yeah there's probably 10 or so out of that 80 something hospitals that uh are primarily for under
0: teenagers yeah it really kind of hit home to me i had a little look on your in your website and you know the list of of ideas um and it yeah it, it's so easy when we you know we say cams and we talk about adolescents and we forget that they're kids mm. and seeing like yeah. the list the list of gifts that are appropriate to give um, mm. and they are things like coloring books and puzzles and it really hit home like oh yeah we're talking with young people here at christmas yeah. like that's when you're young that's the that is Christmas, right? That's when yeah. it's like special and important. And um, yeah, that would see. I think seeing it, it really made it real to me, like the importance of of what you guys are you guys are doing. And um, if you think mm-hmm. back to when you were uh, like working on the on the wards row, what mm-hmm. does a sort of um, like again very general terms here, but what does a sort mm-hmm. of what does Christmas Day look like on a young person's mental health ward?
1: So I have to say I, I wasn't there on Christmas Day because um, of being on a on a rota system um I didn't happen to be voted on Christmas day um but around Christmas time um we did put some decorations up around the ward um and the loveliest thing of all we had a whole unit Christmas dinner um sort of maybe a week or so before Christmas um where the young people cooked together with the family therapist um kind of overseeing and assisting the cooking because uh yeah th- and so they they made some Italian food because the family therapist was Italian. Um and we yeah we had a lovely time um just all of all of the young people and the staff in the room together and we kind of pulled all of the tables together. Um, so that that was wonderful and um the hospital gave a small budget sort of out of hospital money for the staff to buy a gift for each young person. Um, yeah. And the, the occupational therapists, I remember them kind of putting their heads together and thinking, oh, what should we get for that one? And what should we get for that one? And um, there was a boy who had said that he wanted some boxes. Um, and so they they sort of did a Russian doll type gift where they bought him something quite small, but put it in lots, lots of boxes because that was what he thought was really funny. Um, so yeah, there, there was a lot of thought that had gone into it. And it, yeah, it's not like the the effort and the thought wasn't there from the staff it was just the disparity between kind of the outside world and how how the outside world treated that cams ward compared with with children's wards Um, but on on christmas day itself um some of the young people would go home um and spend either christmas day or even a few days with their families some of them weren't in a position to do that because of their family setup or or lack of family some of them weren't allowed to do that because it's a mental health hospital some people are are there kind of legally not not choosing to be there and um, that the mental health ha- act says that they need to be there and and some doctors and a social worker have, have made that decision and it's not it's not safe enough for them to not be in hospital at that point and um, so yeah it varies um and yeah it, it would sort of just be a fairly chilled day of watching some videos and, and playing some games with staff and that kind of thing and and just supporting people how they needed it and maybe families visiting um yeah it, it's going to vary from hospital to hospital I didn't work in a hospital that supported young people with eating disorders lots and lots of the CAMS units do and christmas has so much about food and so having an eating disorder at christmas is yeah, real
0: challenge. Yeah, that's a real minefield to navigate, right? Yeah. yeah very yeah, much absolutely. so. It's such a a big such a big part of, of Christmas. Yeah. It's all. yeah. It's always like, you know, I don't want to get too political, but you know, the, it's it's just that like the climate, isn't it? Where, you know, we have all these staff that like care so much and they want to do things and their hands are tied because there's just not enough of them and there's too much to do. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and the, like I, one of my favorite, I speak to all different types of people on this podcast. I have all sorts mm. of people. You know, you I try and like, just like, I was going to say tick every box, but it's not a box ticket exercise, right? But um, I try and get as many perspectives as possible. My favourite people to talk to are people that are setting up organisations, charities, all this sort of stuff, because I just feel like – you know if we are not being looked after by the people whose job it is to look after us then the the the, that's how we take the power back right it's how we Mm. look after our our own communities and how we like come together and get big groups of volunteers in church halls wrapping presents for kids on hospital wards you know that like that's the yeah that's how we that's how we do it right how we take control of this situation and um, just to kind of take us home Ro um so what so you've done all the wrapping all of that's kind of all sorted how do we ease into christmas and how is it when does it get to the point where you can kind of like breathe a bit and just going back to being like a a normally busy doctor and human being (laughs) rather than one who also has a charity how does the Um, how do you ease out of this period
1: january (laughs) (laughs) no in in terms of the kind of logistics we packed up our 95 boxes at the weekend Uh, this week we are um obsessively tracking the uh, shipping company's website to see which of the parcels have reached their destination um and uh, getting emails from hospital staff saying yep yeah, we've got it thank you for the box and inevitably we'll probably be tracking down a few that have gone a bit of a walkabout on on a hospital site or possibly around the country um hopefully not um so that's that's this week um but alongside that um yeah these next few weeks are the time for us to really shout about what we do um and kind of do as much fundraising as we possibly can the the vast majority of our funding comes comes to us in december um so yeah the next few weeks will be sort of yeah getting anyone to listen to us um as as we can and kind of emailing press releases around and yeah, that sort of thing. So All that yeah, sort of stuff. it's still going to be busy for a few weeks yeah. and and some and in the run up to Christmas, we may hear from hospitals saying, "Oh, we've just got someone newly admitted. Um, could you send us an extra gift for them?" Or we've we've got someone newly arrived in the ward, and we know that they're not going to be able to leave, and their family's three hundred miles away because that is the reality of CAMS hospitals in the UK. Children do get sent really far from home. Um, Can you send us? An extra gift or two, so so we'll be, yeah, doing doing the logistics of that for the next few weeks, um, and and also kind of receiving uh like photos of wards that have put our paper chains up, that kind of thing, um, and and sharing the love, uh, and and the sort of yeah the positivity when we see that kind of thing. We we don't have any photos of, of young people, and we never ask them, um, but sometimes staff will send us pictures of you know. The ward manager's dressed up as Father Christmas and uh, that sort of thing. Or they've, they've put the gifts under their Christmas tree on the ward. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, mate. All systems go for the for the considerable then anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if people want to, if they want to help, if they want to donate, if they want to volunteer, how is the best way for people to support you at the moment?
1: Um. So our website is christmas4cams, which is C-A-M-H-S dot U-K um and on there you can find out how to sign up to our mailing list we've got a mailing list for volunteers and a mailing list for sort of supporters and donors as well as a mailing list for staffing cams units because that's our best way of keeping contact with them um like i said there's there's also a page on there where you can find out what to give and where your local cams unit is if you want to give things and it doesn't have to be stuff it can be some homemade christmas cards um paper chains, some, yeah, that sort of thing. Uh just to sort of say we are thinking of you. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be loads of money. Um, for people who have got loads of money, uh, we will, we will gladly take that. Um, <laughs> we have a just giving page. Um, and that way people can uh, do gift aid as well, uh, which really helps. Um, raising awareness as well. Um, and, and that can be done through a fundraising thing. You know, in a week or two, we've, we've got a sixth form college doing a pyjama day fundraising for us. And so, yeah, that's that's a lovely thing to do. And I'm sure that will be fun for them and also raises a bit of awareness about us. But you know, just sharing stuff on social media. We are a tiny charity. I think we've got about 700 followers on Instagram and Facebook and that kind of thing. And and it, it would be lovely to have more people just knowing, knowing not just what we do, but kind of being more aware that there are these 80 or so hospitals around the country that are often not in the most obvious of places, um, and, yeah, people people don't know about them and don't know that there are children and young people there, um, and just kind of making people aware that 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 is how, how mental health works in this country and that often children are, like I so said, really far away from home. Um, and maybe need need a bit of love and and care you know on top of what they're already getting in hospital and kind of knowing that they are connected to people and that that was part of why we uh decided to do homemade paper chains this year one of the the young people i think two young people actually that had previously been in hospital um talked about making making paper chains in hospital and suggested well let's let's write some jokes on the paper chains and let's send the paper chains that have been homemade in it and it just became a kind of metaphor for you are not on your own in that hospital far away we are all connected these paper chains are linking us as well as um you know the things that we're sending
0: yeah
1: um so yeah there's there's a lot that people can do
0: yeah, I love that metaphor as well, you know, because like you know, I mentioned loneliness before and that's mm. yeah, and a, a little reminder. And when people are really lonely, it doesn't take much of a reminder yeah. to feel connected, right? Loneliness feels vast, but the smallest thing can make people kind of feel more connected. And yeah, that's really yeah. beautiful. Um, mate, that's like yeah, I'm blown away. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And um, Thank any you. way I can kind of help you spread the word or get that out there, please um please let me know any plans for christmas yourself roe you working this year or what you're up to mate?
1: um i'm not i to be honest most, most of my work isn't uh clinical work anymore um i i teach and i and i support hospitals to uh work on projects um so i'm yeah not on a road over c- christmas this year um yeah just be fairly quiet with my family um yeah.
0: Sick of wrapping presents, I'd imagine. After uh, ninety-five hospitals were.
1: <laughs> it's it's all right. It's all right, and it, it's uh, it's nice to kind of sit back at, at some point, which might be Christmas time, might not be till January, and sort of think, "Ah, oh, look what we've achieved!" Look what we've And done. sort of go through go through the the numbers and and look at our fundraising and and look at the you know the emails that we get from hospitals, sort of telling us about. The impact of our box arriving. Um yeah. So yeah, at, at some point we will we will stop and take a deep breath and think about it and yeah. think, like, what we're going to do next year
0: yeah that's amazing because we do like that's what society does right it's on to the next it's like all right we've had a, a successful christmas how do we make the next one better how do we on yeah. to the next thing and yeah it's important take that time pat yourself on the back and and say wow look oh man we did a thing and that thing's really cool yeah and, you know and yeah yeah yeah, I love yeah and, and
1: passing that on to our volunteers you know hmm. the the ones that come and come and pack with us you know we see them a day or two a year we have other volunteers that, that volunteer with us online kind of helping us with admin and and fundraising and that kind of thing but it's so important to like pass that on to them and say look this this is what you did you know yeah maybe maybe it was half a day on a Saturday in November maybe it was an hour or two a week sort of from October to November to December um but this is what you did
0: yeah
1: yeah it's really nice to sort of pat the volunteers on the back as well
0: yeah, very much so. Yeah. And like I say, it's the true meaning of Christmas, right? The true mm. meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cheesy but
0: true. Cheesy but true. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah,
1: exactly. Thank
0: you, mate. I've enjoyed this so much. And like I say, anything I can do to help thank give me a shout. Um, I'll make sure so all the links are in the episode notes for people listening and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I know you gotta get off, mate. So I'll let you go. And I appreciate your time this morning. Fantastic. And um thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. You stay in touch, mate. I'll let you I'll let you go.
1: Thanks so much Hello. for having us.
0: Thank you. Later. Bye-bye. Bye. Up to the proper
1: mental podcast. A proper mental podcast.